0: Hello and welcome to this episode of the ESG Fitness Podcast. Let me just check. Mm, Yep, yep, microphone's on. Everything is great. Life is sweet. Yes, good, good, good. I'm very happy today. I feel like I'm always happy at the moment. I just feel very blessed to have the most amazing people in my life and I'm just very, very grateful for it. And since the happiness podcast I have realized more and more that when it comes to happiness the externals don't really matter that much you can be happy with very little and you can be unhappy with a hell of a lot <laughs> and I do realize that I say this coming from huge privilege but I still think that that is absolutely the case and I mentioned this in the podcast, Happy ha- Podcast, Happiness, the Happiness Podcast, which was episode a couple before this one. Very specific, but the predictors of happiness are about fifty percent genetic, about ten percent life circumstance, and about forty percent intentional actions. And most of us assume, assume. One assumes, most of us assume that happiness is about what we have. So like that 10% life circumstances, we think that's what will make us happy. So that would include things like money, travelling, your car, like material things. But this only accounts for, as I said, about 10% of happiness. And if we kind of park genetics a little bit, because there's not much we can do about genetics and we focus on what we can control because there's no point focusing on what we can't control what we can influence is those intentional activities things like how we view our thoughts things like practicing gratitude things like our attitude attitude and gratitude that's what's gonna impact how you how much you enjoy life broadly so choosing to see positives like creating your own narrative around things what story are you telling yourself that's limiting you and actively questioning your negative self-talk so 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 important and what i really want people to take from this is that happiness is far more about appreciating what you already have than the attainment of more and the likelihood is you won't be happier with a new car with a bigger house with a pay rise actually being grateful for what you have and choosing to see the positives in life will make you happier. And this is a quote from Tal Ben Shahar. I think I actually said that quite well. I don't know. Probably completely wrong. We all know how great I am at pronouncing names. Even quite normal names, apparently. Anyway, he says, and this is paraphrased by the way, it was probably said way more eloquently, but he said something along the lines of happiness leads to success success doesn't lead to happiness and most of us have that causality the wrong way around we think that when we're successful we'll be happier but actually it's the happiness that often leads to the success wow yeah there you go i know i know mind blown so yesterday was world mental health day great day and I wanted to mention a few things on this. So I talk a lot about choosing to be happy and choosing to see positives. And that can, in the wrong context, kind of just be like toxic positivity. But that usually doesn't stem from true toxic positivity, but more people in like victim mentalities. Anyway, moving past that. There are two things that I really want to make clear about I guess broadly like a lot of my messaging. The first one is that mental health and mental illness are not the same. So in my opinion, menti M- health, <laughs> I think that's actually a nice name for it. <laughs> in my opinion, menti health <laughs> is largely about finding purpose, finding meaning, choosing to live a life that's in line with your values, choosing to be happy, choosing to drop things like arguments etc not letting that weigh you down i was listening to oh who was it oh god i'm very bad at remembering someone definitely didn't come from my mind i'm not sure whose mind it came from but they were talking about how people literally are still annoyed about things that happened years ago like at some point you have to drop it like if you're still i don't know angry negative blah 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 like have all these neggy vibes about like the boyfriend that cheated on you 10 years ago like you need to drop it now you need to get over it it's done it's in the past it happened you've moved on draw a line okay so things like choosing not to carry around those neggy vibes (laughs) or and I think this is one of the most common things like letting really minor inconveniences ruin your day and once you become aware of our like human trait to do that you can start calling yourself out on it so things like crying over spilled milk or letting the fact that you were late in the morning ruin your whole day and put you in a bad mood for the rest of the day so not only are you late but you turn up pissed off, flustered, stressed like can you actually just sit even for 30 seconds and be like okay I'm going to reframe this, yes the train was late that's annoying, I'm going to be a little bit late but I'm still gonna show up at my best. And that's a choice. Like those things are a choice. So observing patterns in your own behavior that are making you unhappy, like that. And calling yourself out on them and then changing them. And yeah, that like that is easier said than done. Like you have to force it. It doesn't just inherently happen. I think that's another misconception about like choosing to be positive or or being a positive person that just magically happens. Yeah, we know there's a genetic factor to it, but I think a lot of it, and I would say I used to actually be quite negative, and my genetics certainly haven't changed. So a lot of it is just your perception and your choice to actually call yourself out on those things. And of course, it's easier said than done. And I think that's my like least favorite saying because freaking everything is easier said than done. Like words are easier than actions. Yes, we know that. Don't use that as an excuse not to do something. Um that wasn't the point okay, my point was mental health and mental illness are not the same. So although what I've what I've just said, I think will benefit your life in general and improve your mental health, mental illness isn't the same. You can't just be like, Oh, you're struggling with depression. Have you tried just choosing to be happier? Like it's really worked well for me. Great, you don't have depression. Totally different. You can't just tell someone who's anxious to, I don't know, stop worrying about things doesn't really work you can't just tell somebody who has an eating disorder to go and eat a sandwich like it just shows a huge lack of empathy and a huge huge lack of understanding around mental illness these conditions are far more complex than just the action go and eat a sandwich like very very unhelpful and thankfully we have absolutely incredible experts in those areas of which i am not one Like, I am not a mental illness specialist, or I am not, yeah, I don't have qualifications in that area, nor do I have experience in that area. But I have great contacts. And this is something that is really important as a personal trainer. Like, if you're listening to this as a personal trainer, you have probably, or if you're listening to this as a client and you're thinking about your trainer, which, I mean, should be me, but whatever, we can move aside. You've probably become a personal trainer because you want to help people. Like any good trainer, that's essentially why they started doing this. Now, sometimes the best thing that you can do is to refer out when something's outside of your scope of practice. Or refer in. Like I've worked with people who are also working with therapists. Or who are struggling with something and I'm like... I think you might benefit from also seeing a therapist or also seeing a specialist in this area. And I think we need to break down that stigma because sometimes, I mean, there's a way you can word things, but if I was like to a client, oh, you've hurt your leg, we need you to go and see a physio. You'd think nothing of it. But sometimes we're like, oh, you know, we're repeatedly doing these same behaviors. I've tried everything that I think would help. Maybe you do need to speak to someone, maybe someone with a little bit more expertise in those areas that should be the same as being like oh you've hurt your leg you need to go see a physio so don't be afraid to refer out if it's beneficial to your client okay so the second thing that i wanted to say about sorry i just had a little pause to have some squash some orange squash and you know what fantastic the only reason i got it is because there wasn't any of the other flavors and um, very underrated. So I would recommend if anyone's thinking about buying some squash. Anyway, the other thing I wanted to say about, I guess, my messaging around happiness and positivity and how that can be portrayed basically if you create a straw man argument around it as toxic positivity. But the second thing that I really want to make clear is I'm not saying that you should avoid negative emotions. And in fact, I'm saying the exact opposite, like avoiding negative emotions will simply numb you. You have to feel both and you can't truly feel the highs if you're numbing the lows. Prime examples being emotionally eating to numb feelings or over exercising, both of which we see all the time in the fitness industry, both of which I've done, both of which like half of my clients have done. So it's really important to notice what you're doing in that sense. And the point here is essentially you cannot pick and choose how to feel or what to feel. You feel it all or you numb it all. Like you can't be like, "Mm, I'm going to emotionally eat to numb all the bad stuff, but I'll still feel all the good stuff. Like, yeah, that'll be great, but it's not really how it works. You're just numbing everything. And once you accept both sides, you intensify your emotions. So yeah, like you do feel the lows, but you also feel the high highs. And I spoke about that a lot in the, you know, episode a couple back called happiness or something like that. Um, So if you want to listen more to that, then I would. So despite what logic and to be honest, comfort (laughs) and kind of what you want to hear, despite what that might be telling you, Reducing negative emotions or trying to block negative emotions isn't what's going to make you happier. Okay, now I've got those two points off my chest, which just felt I felt like I needed to say those. I'm ready to move on with the podcast. And what I actually wanted to talk about this week was some life advice that really resonated with me. The first one is the importance of focus. So last week I learnt the word phobo, which stands for Fear of a better option. And it's portrayed as the opposite of FOMO, so fear of missing out. But I think sometimes it's like multiple FOMO at the same time, if this makes sense. So like when two groups of friends are going out for dinner, you don't know which one to go to because you want to be at both. And then you've got like, oh, fear of a better option, fear of missing out. Oh, it's very stressful. Anyway, the point is you won't get far in any pursuit If you're distracted by constantly looking around for a better option like that's true in relationships that's true in business that's true in generally most things and the reason I like pointing out these common thought processes is because we all fall for for them for 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 for. We we all fall for them okay cognitive biases if you will and observing them and like being aware of them means that we can act in a more intentional way. Now, whether we choose to still, like, make certain choices, we're now choosing those choices as opposed to, like, letting life happen to us. So that's why I really like observing those, like, common traits. And then this one is a bit of an oldie but a goldie. And I think about this a lot. And it is kind of related to FOMO, actually. So... This is just showing up at your best to what matters most to you. And this means, inevitably, that you have to be quite picky. So if you say yes to everything, you're unlikely to be at your best for everything. Showing up at your best, or truly showing up at your best, requires knowing your values, knowing what's important to you, and thus being able to prioritise your time accordingly. And you will have to accept, and this can be quite hard to accept, That you cannot show up at your best for absolutely everything. And that sometimes a bit of a bitter pill to swallow. But as soon as you realise that, you can start choosing and living a more intentional life. What else did I have? Oh yes, okay, one of my favourite sayings now. I think I quoted this in the work harder, hard work, work harder, whatever. The podcast I did about working hard. And that is that satisfaction lies in effort, not attainment. Oh, I just love it. It might not seem like it at the time, but life is more about what you overcome than what you accomplish. And who you become in the pursuit of your goal is more important than actually reaching that goal itself or actually attaining that goal itself. And so satisfaction lies in effort, not in attainment. And I would argue, so does happiness, so does finding meaning, so does fulfillment. Fulfillment, mainly because it's kind of the same word as attainment, but whatever. The feeling of fulfillment. Satisfaction. Yeah. Another thing that actually came up with conversation with Chloe this week... We were talking about leaning into triggers and like figuring out what's triggering you and why it's triggering you rather than just being like, oh, it's going to block that person because they wrote something that's quite triggering. Because annoyingly, the thing that you are avoiding and the thing that scares you most is the thing that's probably going to bring you the most growth. And actually, this is a really good journal prompt that I use every day. I I stole it from, mm, which journal was it? I think it was the the 6 Minute um, Gratitude Journal, I think. Anyway, the question is something along the lines of what negative thoughts did you have today? And then after that, it asks you to reframe those into positives. So it could be something like I've just started coaching and I'm worried that I'm going to fail. Now, I mean, that could be I've just started becoming a personal trainer or it could be I've just started coaching. I've just joined Commit to 6. I'm worried I'm going to fail. And the reframe could be, I know, I know this is what I want to do. I know that I want results and I'm scared of failing because it's important to me. And I know that no matter what happens, this will push me and this will make me grow. And I'm choosing to lean into that. Like that's kind of the reframe. And I actually found doing that every day so, so, so helpful. Another uncomfortable and somewhat annoying truth is that The biggest growth comes from adverse adversity, like shit things, and no matter like if you think back throughout your life, like that is actually true for everything. Like the shit stuff makes you grow the most, and even if all of that, like even if all it gave you, like the shit situation, whatever it is, just gave you perspective or forced you into new constraints. And I think we often think that we don't want constraints. But actually, they can be really, really useful and they kind of guide you a bit and give you a bit of focus. As one door closes, you shift your focus to something else. And sometimes crappy things can force your hand. So yesterday we had the business review for AFM and one of the coaches was talking about how they had to leave their current gym, which they didn't really want to do. But anyway, it pushed them to move to a different gym, which is a bit more expensive But it's forced them to level up. It's forced them to stop seeing themselves just as a personal trainer and start seeing themselves as a business and take shit a little bit more seriously. And I think it's such a skill to turn on the outside what are like negative situations into positives, like finding positives in that. When my PhD went to hell, (laughs) I went all in on business. I was like, if that's not going to work, like I really have to do something else I spoke to Chloe about this as well she was offered I won't say but like a pretty cool opportunity and she chose not to do it and she was like I don't know if that's the right decision or not and I said if you're not doing that put that like effort and focus into something else like make it drive you to do something else okay I'm missing out on that opportunity which means that like I find this quite motivating if I know I'm not going to do one thing. I'm like freaking, But like if I'm staying here or if I'm doing this, I'm going to make sure that's working if I've given up something that's even bigger. Or maybe not even bigger, but if I've given up another, <laughs> this is a very bad way of explaining it. But like if I've given up one opportunity or one opportunity has been shut to me, like hell, I'm going to make sure this opportunity works. I'm going to find another opportunity. I'm going to do something productive with this time. Anyway, yeah, for me, like not doing the PhD forced me to to double down on business and I never wanted to stay in academia anyway. So actually that door being forced shut for me was kind of a good thing and I'd probably just be four years behind where I am now if I ever got to where I am now. So I think that was poorly explained, but hopefully you get the gist. Next piece of life advice that resonated with me this week you will be happier if you accept that life doesn't always make sense and it isn't always fair and unfortunately there isn't always karma. Like my opinion on karma is it's more likely guilt and regret and some people just never feel that because they're psychos. I think that guilt is like the worst punishment and I distinctly remember this growing up like I never really got in trouble. So if I did something that was really selfish, like not share with my brother, I didn't get in trouble as such. But it was so much worse and like I wouldn't get shouted at, I wouldn't get grounded, I wouldn't have my pocket money taken off me. My mum would just say, I will remember that. And like that was worse than any punishment. I'm not really sure how that relates, but um yeah. Just made me think of that. Okay, but this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry if this is a bit of a. I haven't actually written very many notes for this podcast. I kind of just thought. Oh come on. And there are a few things I really want to say. Then there are just some things that. I kind of want to say. And this is something that I really wanted to say. Because it resonates so much with me. And that is never break a promise to yourself. And I think that. We all break more, well, actually, I don't think I do anymore. But anyway, generally, we all break more promises to ourselves than to anyone else because you tell yourself you're going to do something and then you don't do it. And essentially, what you're doing is breaking your own trust with yourself, which I think is so, so important. If you're constantly breaking promises to yourself, how can you trust yourself? And I think this is where a lot of anxiety and fear of failure comes from because, of course, you're going to feel like you're going to fail or you're, of course you're going to fear failure and predict failure if you're constantly telling yourself that you will do something that you will show up for yourself and then not doing it and like the simple advice on this is twofold one make an, make another promise to yourself but make the promise i'm never going to break a promise to myself and then you have to do two things one make less promises like you can't promise yourself everything and follow through on it because that's not going to happen but when you do make promises, make them important. And then two, take those promises really seriously. Like when I truly say I'm going to do something to myself and I take a promise to myself more highly than, I don't know, to anyone else. Like if I say I'm going to do something and I'm not talking about like never missing a morning workout, but like generally, it could be a more general thing. Like I'm I am going to prioritize my health. That's a promise I'm making to myself. It doesn't have to be, every single minute of every single day like there will be days where actually prioritizing your health means skipping a workout because you're tired or skipping a workout because you're unwell and you shouldn't be training when you're unwell but choosing those promises and really really sticking to them I think changes a lot and it and it really for me reduces like things like anxiety like I'm not worried because I know that I show up for myself I know that I'll make it work because I always do. Because I can trust myself. Because I can tell myself I'm going to do something. And then I follow through when I say I'm going to do it. Okay. I hope that you have enjoyed this episode. Over the last few weeks. Maybe. No. Okay. few months. But I would say especially a few weeks. Because they've been quite testing in many ways. I feel so much clearer about business, life, and the direction I want to take. And oh. Maybe this comes back to the whole... You learn from adversity thing. I mean, not that I've been through huge adversity, but, you know, little things. Um, I think sometimes it can seem like I do a lot of different things, but broadly it's helping people win. And whether that's fat loss, lifting PBs, improving relationship with food, educating coaches building their confidence, watching them level up as coaches and showing them how to grow their businesses. It's all generally helping people win. And I'm still buzzing from the business review yesterday that we did for AF Mentors, afmentors.com if you're interested. Something that came up a lot was the difference between seeing yourself as a personal trainer or as what you do is like, oh, it's a, little, it's a little thing that I do on the side. It's a bit of a side hustle. And taking yourself seriously as a business. That mindset shift changes the way that you show up. As well as things like actually charging what you're worth. That makes you level up. It forces you to level up. It forces you to respect yourself more. And so quote that I'm going to leave you all with today is believe in yourself. That's not the end of the quote, that's the start of the quote. (laughs) That's the most important part, believe in yourself, because the way that you see yourself is the way that you will treat yourself. And the way that you treat yourself is what you become. And I think that's so important to coaches, I mean to everyone, but I'm just seeing it through that lens today, because we've been doing a lot of AF Mentor stuff. So, believe in yourself, the way you see yourself is the way you will treat yourself, and the way you treat yourself is what you become. Also, I have just realised, <laughs> despite the fact I checked at the start, this is not coming through my microphone, so sorry if the audio is not, you know, tip-top. Often what happens is you can just hear me swallow a lot. Oh well. Enjoy that, people. Hello. Hello. What's that weird thing that people like? A- A-S- ASMm Yeah, you know what I mean. Okay. If you are interested in mentoring, <laughs> probably not after that weird segmentation. Segmentation? Whatever. Oh, God. It's only Monday morning. and just, just already feeling a little bit strange. Then you can head to afmentors.com. And if you're interested in coaching, head to esgfitness.co.uk. The new Commit to 6 Intake starts the 1st of November and you can join the waiting list. Or if you want to start one-to-one, you can literally start anytime. How exciting. If you've enjoyed this episode, please do let me know. Tag me at esgfitness. Share. If you haven't reviewed, please, please review. It makes me so happy. Um, and it just really, really helps grow the podcast. And I don't want to have you know, weird ass 10 minutes of um selling crap before the podcast starts. No, like I don't even have an intro. It's just start, stop, content, none of that crap. So please share the podcast. That is all. Love you. Bye.